Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. It is that time of year again. Christmas is upon us, the bells are ringing, and the holiday season is here. This year of talking trading has been one of the most fulfilling to me personally. In 2016 World Affairs, we witnessed the surprise Brexit and the election of Donald Trump. The markets trended in commodities and FX and the US market continued to perform. On a personal level, my investment journey was seriously thrown into jeopardy and my father died of bone cancer. But like all situations which test you, trial you, force you to grow, the bounce back effect is stronger. In each interview with each high profile guest, the psychology of success stands out more and more. This year on Talking Trading, we saw a range of guests from market wizards to best-selling authors, life coaches and politicians. The field was wide and varied, but the habits of success are universal. The psyche of success is a definitive way of thinking. Here are the highlights of 2016's special guests. Four-time winner of the World Cup Trading Championships, Andrea Unger. I was very, very curious, and I really love this, uh, this job. I love uh, all uh, the, the path that leads you to a new idea, to a new strategy. So I do this with real passion, and I believe this helped a lot because I never thought, believe me, I never thought uh, of the money I could make. And also today when I look at the, at the strategies running, I don't look at the P&L as money flowing in or out. I see it as numbers, numbers telling me if my stuff works or not. So it's, it's something where I'm really passionate about, and I believe that this makes a huge difference. FX trader Pete Armstrong. Well, a lot of billionaires, they are high on life, and they, they work hard, but they play hard, and they, they really have a good time. They run their life like a, an army regiment, I find. They, they're very structured and very methodical. So they do that, I think, is to be very efficient in, in, in how they run their day so they get the most out of it. They're up early. They're very active. They find time for the important things as well as exercise and, and keeping their mind healthy. But they also work hard and uh, they have a structure where they're, they're out to achieve as much as they can each day. So we were just going through a billionaire's day and you were saying up at 6am to the gym, back for a healthy meal cooked by the chef. 
Yeah, and then off to off to work, and their, their day at work from is really regimented. They've got to achieve uh, as much as they can, and it's usually scheduled down to the hour, uh, with every hour jam packed, and um, and they make sure that uh, really they're they're moving forward and moving towards their goals every single day. Charting legend Peter L. Brandt. Gold is the best charting market because I think basically every ounce that we've ever produced is, is still above ground and still available, at least at some price. It is a psychology market. It's not really an industrial market. It's a psychology market. Because of that, I think it charts real well. A gold is worth what people think it's worth because every ounce that's ever been produced basically is, is uh, above ground. There is some commercial use, institutional use uh, of gold in electronic products and so forth, coinage, and people look at gold as a store of value as opposed to something that's consumed like soybeans or wheat or live cattle. And so it's really almost the perfect trading instrument. And as a result, what I found is that Gold does not make major moves without first ringing a bell. That, that gold almost always will announce a turn if people just uh, are quiet enough to listen to the market, not impose your own values upon the market, not to impose your own opinion upon the gold market, but to let mark, the gold market speak. Life coach Rick Schnabel. When we think about how we act and how, how we become who we are in life it's largely through our feelings our state our emotions and our emotions our state and our feeling are largely predicated by the thoughts that we have the images we have the ideas of who we are and that's going to predicate what comes out of our mouths so we if we are going to become a multimillionaire, we need to know how do they walk how do they talk how do they think how do they act what do they do? What don't they do? What do they stand for? What do they care about? And you've got to know them intimately. Um, many people, when they want to change their life or they want to get onto the path to wealth, they will often ask the question, how? Now, if we really are truthful, if we have not ever through our lives created wealth, how the hell would we know what question to even ask ourselves? And even if we answered that, how would we know it? How would we know it was right? You know, we'd only be guessing. So a much better question to ask, and certainly one question I asked myself that really changed my personal game, was I asked a different question, who? Who knows how to create incredible wealth? At the end of the day, a much better question is, who has created incredible wealth and who is willing to mentor me? Options expert, John Richardson. The real way to make money is to to do it slowly and methodically uh, over time. And uh, most people's mindset when it comes to trading or investing isn't really set that way. It's kind of like if you walked into a casino and there was one machine where you, if you put a dollar in, you could potentially win a million. And right next to it, there was a machine where if you for every $10 you put in, you can make $11. It's just not as interesting to most people. And it's not what attracts people's investment styles. The author of the Market Wizard series, Jack Schwager. I, I will tell you what I would have said. What I do believe is the first and foremost thing that people need to understand, because without that, it's, it's hopeless. The conception of there being some sort of correct way to trade or analyze the markets is a misconception. It's just not so. I quote myself occasionally. 
one of my own lines in the book, which I think is very apropos to this, is there are a million ways to make money in the markets. Unfortunately, they're all very difficult to find. But the point is that there are a million ways to do it. So you get not only different opinions, you get opinions that are 180 degrees apart. You have each one viewing the other's approach with complete cynicism. Accountant Jason Cunningham. If you want to be considered in the business of trading, then you should behave like a business owner. And what I will tell you is this, the traders that I've seen that don't pay it the due diligence that they should and are quite flippant in their activity tend to be the ones that don't make any money. But those that are serious about what it is that they're doing and have a trading plan, but not just a trading plan, they have a business plan and an overall strategy, behave in a business-like manner. They have various different advisors. They continue with their learning and development. They keep records in an appropriate methodology. They have an accountant and they stick to the rules of trading. And it's like sticking to the rules of business. Those are the people that have a better chance of being successful than those are the ones that don't. Market wizard, Mr. Serenity, Tom Basso. That's the difference between having good psychology and keeping yourself even keeled and and uh, sort of neutral, not too high, not too low, just running the strategy every day, making it sort of boring. Uh, to me, that's the sweet spot of investment psychology. And you got to do that. If Investment psychology, if you don't have it, how are you going to do risk control and volatility control? If you want to push the envelope and ignore risk and volatility control, you're going to do it. Whatever you want to do to talk yourself into it, you'll do it and you'll screw up the other things. I think what you need to do once you realize that if you ran your strategy today to the T, did everything you're supposed to do and lost money, pat yourself on the back because you did what you're supposed to do. It is not about making money or losing money on a daily basis. It's about running your strategy. And that's the key to happiness uh, to me is just to, to keep grinding it out every day and do the other fun things in life. I mean, uh, you, nobody's getting out of this alive. You might as well just enjoy it while you're here. And one of my favorite lines in my Facebook posts and my Twitter posts is enjoy the ride. If you're not enjoying the ride, what what is kind of the point of all this? Uh, you know, some people are so stressed out and trying to to trade every day and they're they're miserable. If you're successful in your trading and miserable, in my mind, you're not very successful. You know, it's that's not the point of it all. Neuro wisdom creator, Mark Waldman. But however, it turns out that there is another neurological process that goes on in a person's brain, which is every time we see somebody being greedy and selfish and hoarding all of their wealth, we will do everything in our means to punish them even if it costs us money. So too much of a selfish, greedy brain has two drawbacks. One is it will blind you and cause you to take undue risks in the business world or in personal relationships. And the other part that you cannot avoid is that other people will resent you if you do not share your wealth. Trader and trading game mentor, Chris Tate. When people talk about volatility, what they're actually often talking about is trend, and they get too confused. Volatility is simply the speed and magnitude of a price movement. And I have a rule, and it's thus. The easiest way to tell whether someone's a peanut is to listen to them talk about volatility, and this particularly too in the financial press. The moment you hear a talking head on television talk about the notion of downward volatility, you know they're a complete and utter dick. Dr Barry Burns from Top Dog Trading. 
every time you take a trade, before you press that buy button, ask yourself, wait a minute, Caroline, is this a strong trend or a weak trend? Because if it's weak and there's no momentum, strength, which is acceleration combined with weight or, in market terms, volume, then it's unlikely that that is going to follow through. It will probably fail. You will get in and then the market will turn around. On the other hand, if it is a strong trend, then it's very likely the market will continue to make a higher high. You can lock in some profits there, move your stop to break even, and now you're golden. So I love trading because once you develop this skill, no one can take it away from you. And so, yes, I've got the freedom of time and travel, but I also feel very secure that I can open up my computer and make money whenever I want to, and I'm not dependent on anyone else. I am self-empowered, and that is a great feeling. Author of Rich Habits, Tom Corley. So I had an opportunity to speak on the same stage as Richard Branson, but the speakers had an opportunity, a private get-together with Richard Branson, and so... We each were, had had the ability to ask him one question. I asked him, uh, Richard, I said, it's well known that you're a, a workaholic. And I said, do you consider what you do work? And he looked at me and he said, Tom, let me ask you a question. If I told you I played 14 hours a day, which is how many hours he works every day, 14 hours a day, what would you think of me? And I said, I would think you're just another wealthy, lazy individual. <laughs> you know, and spoiled. And he said, that's exactly how I feel because every day I go into work, I feel like I'm playing. That's the key, Caroline, actually. I, when I do a lot of these speaking engagements that I do, one of the things that I highlight as the most important factor, not habit, but factor to being successful is pursuing something that you're passionate about. Life coach, Ken D. Foster. It's an in-game. It's a, it, from my point of view, all of us have the answers to succeed, but most of us don't spend the time in solitude or stillness to get those answers. So when you slow down to succeed, slow down to succeed, not speed up to succeed, slow down to succeed, you tune in, you start asking the right questions, you start getting the answers that you go, whoa, this is, I've never had this answer before. You start moving in different directions. You start seeing things in a new light. You start understanding things in a new light. And you start doing things that you thought were impossible. All of us have this ability. It's inside of us, but we do have to get still to be able to do that. Stock market withered, Mark D. Cook. The turning point for me, and I remember the day it happened, I had this incredible margin call. I was basically wiped out. I had some of my mom's money involved in it also. I called her that morning to come over to the farmhouse. And I said, Mom, I need to talk to you. And she said, well, what's going on? I said, come on over. We'll sit down and talk. Well, I remember that morning I looked out the window and I saw her parked out there and I saw her walking up the walk. She was walking so slow, which is not my mom. She's a high-energy person. She came in. And I said, sit down here on the couch, Mom. And she kind of looks up at me, and she said, what's the problem, Mark? And I said, we lost a lot of money, Mom. She goes, oh, thank goodness. I said, thank goodness. She goes, I thought you had cancer. And boy, that put everything into perspective. 
And after we talked, I was just devastated. I thought everything was over here. I'm an option principal at a big firm, and I just got obliterated by options. How's that going to look like? And, and all in regard to that. She turned to me and she said, how soon will you be able to get this money back? And I hadn't even thought about that. That, that was the furthest thing from my thought. And I just pulled something out of my hat. Uh, I said, well, five years, Mom, which I had no idea how to get the money back or had the wherewithals. And she said, well, if you do it in 10 years, you'll be successful. Well, within five years, I was a millionaire. Trader and author, Gary Stone. And the evidence shows quite clearly that multi-decade investing over the long term is that hardly anybody, and you know, the longer the term it goes, the closer it gravitates to zero. When I say anybody, I mean any managed or mutual fund actually beats the index. Now, despite the evidence that quite clearly shows that quite emphatically, you know, the amount of money that's being invested into, into index funds, either index mutual funds or managed funds or through index ETFs, is still a tiny proportion of the total amount of money that's being invested into, into managed funds or mutual funds. That in Australia, it's around about uh, 2% of money is, is actually invested in, in index funds. In, Australia, in, in the United States, it's about 16%. Life coach Barbara Stanny. The primary purpose of sacred success, of creating affluence, is, is achieving greatness. And I define greatness paraphrasing a quote by Fred Buchner, and he said, greatness is that place where your deep gladness meets the world's deep hunger. When we can do what we're here on this planet to do in a way that meets some deep hunger in others and be richly rewarded, ask for what we want, don't take any less, that is sacred success. Leadership coach, Tanya Geisler. So the first lie is your self-doubt is proof, proof of your inadequacy. So it's super familiar to you in this field where, you know, intelligence and confidence is really highly prized. But the good news about the imposter complex is the fact that you're experiencing the imposter complex. That's actually proof, proof that you are conscientious, high functioning and have strong values of integrity and excellence. This is what keeps you on your edge, striving for mastery. This is what makes you so good at what you do. This is what makes you a leader. And it means you can actually bring some empathy into the fold, which once again, makes you that good leader, makes you a good team member, colleague, and you know, even mentor. You're a mentor. So uh, I want you to think about the reframe, and that is self-doubt is actually proof of your humanity, not your inadequacy. The Honourable MP, Sandra Norrie. Prince Charming may not be as charming as you thought he was. Prince Charming might get back up on his horse and run away. Or Prince Charming might die or become catastrophically injured and you're going to be head of the household. So number one, get educated. And funny enough, the stronger you are and the more independent you are, the more liberating you are and therefore the liberated you are, the less needy you are and the better the relationship you're going to have. That's in your personal life and also in your work life. You have to be determined. You actually have to be prepared to be strategic. The other thing I would say, though, it's such a cliche. 
I wish I could find a refreshing way of expressing it that actually means something. But you do have to actually follow your dreams. You actually have to stay in touch with yourself and really every now and then have a real look at what, you know, you're doing things, you're doing this, you're being dutiful. What is it that really brings a smile to your face? And just don't forget that that's what you should also be trying to do. Author and speaker, Alan Peace. Well, here's the secret to it. First, is you've got to decide what you want, what you want to have, what you want to do, what you want to become. And this is where most people really get stuck, Carolyn. They, they think about something they might like and then they try to imagine how, and because they can't see the how, they quit. So the important thing is you decide only what you're going to do. That's it. End of story. The how is none of your business. That's the first thing is decide what. Secondly, is you write a clearly defined goal pitched in the positive. Now, the brain can only think in pictures. It doesn't think in words. It, it thinks in images. So you've got to give it an image that it can see. You can't have a negative guy like, I'm going to quit smoking. It's already got an image of somebody smoking. So it can't imagine not smoking. Uh, December, I will be a non-smoker. Now, a non-smoker is a positive image. You can see a non-smoker. You can see what they look like, what they smell like, how they're popular with their friends. They've got clean teeth. They've got white fingernails. They all look pretty good. Where if you take something away like by the 1st of January, I'm going to lose 10 kilos. Anybody who's ever said that knows it doesn't work. Next thing you've got to do is put on a deadline. Deadline is like a trigger on a gun. makes you go forward. And the third part that really bogs a lot of people down is you have got to follow through on your goal, Carolyn, despite what anybody says, thinks, or does. Because they're going to try and stop you. And you know who the biggest defenders are? Who? Your rallies. Trader and trading game mentor, Louise Bedford. So don't waste energy wondering whether you can make it or not as a trader. Get into the arena. Find a mentor to help nudge you, prod you, provoke you into developing a robust trading system and who will support you emotionally as you grow. Be brave. Be bold. Be yourself. If you're a trader and you've had the guts to ask a mentor about whether you're good enough to make consistent money, it means you're on the right track. Most of us, we didn't get handed the keys to daddy's company or get given a fat inheritance to get our start. Most of us had to save and scrimp and take it on faith and go out on that trading limb and back ourselves. That's what makes us renegades. Earning money in an uncommon way so we can live an uncommon life. Earning our badge of honour in the markets and earning our freedom. I would also like to thank the amazing mentorees who participated in Talking Trading this year, who bravely and candidly shared their story to thousands of listeners. They are Alex Dean. Peter Hunt, Stephen Warden, Jenny White, Michelle Brunacci, Anastasia Benithan, Linda Croker, Andrew Woodward, and Cheryl Bittman. Next year, we have a continued lineup of stellar guests, including seven-time world champion surfer Lane Beachley, Mount Everest climber Patrick Hollingworth, and Australian stock market wizard Brent Penfold. I wish all your families a safe and happy Christmas and the journey towards financial freedom continue to grow and blossom in the markets. I'm Caroline Stephen. We will be back on the airways on the 1st of February. Happy New Year.
See you in 2017. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.